Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine, and I'm a third Don Black Belt. Many of the guests that we have on our show are Taekwondo practitioners, instructors, and competitive athletes, and other martial artists. On occasion, we try to bring you programs where the guests may not be themselves martial artists, but their topics and their subject matter have relevance to our core audience. Today's guests fall into this category. Dr. Robin Odegaard and Russ Brazano are joining us today. They are the founders of the Whole Food Muscle Club. They are competitive athletes in their own right. They are people who work with athletes and individuals on obtaining and achieving uh, goals related to their weight, fitness, and living a more fulfilling life. Additionally, they are the authors of a recently released book entitled How to Feed a Human, The Whole Food Muscle Way. The discussion with them is interesting and enlightening and I think extremely beneficial for our martial artists and athletes that are looking to be able to understand their relationship with food and how to improve their overall lifestyle and their physical and mental fitness. The discussion today was just the tip of the iceberg and we could have gone on talking certainly for hours or ad infinitum on the topic and the subject matter. I encourage you to get a copy of their book, How to Feed a Human, The Whole Food Muscle Way, and to connect with them on social media and to find out more about their program and about how altering your thinking and your relationship with food can improve your health, physical fitness, and athletic performance. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. I am pleased to be joined today by Dr. Robin Odegaard and Russ Brazano from the Whole Food Muscle Club. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to be here. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Well, that's great. That's great. So uh, I have been uh, visiting your site and um, getting familiar with your journey a little bit, uh, and, and I wanted to uh, ask you a few questions. But be, um, before we do that, if I could turn it over to you to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Sure. I right, so I'm Russ, and my background is basically that of a competitive bodybuilder. Um, I competed up as high as the national level, and then I also was a trainer on the Mr. Olympia Tour, the IFBB, International Federation of Bodybuilding. I also was a gym owner, a certified personal trainer, a nutritionist coach, 
um, and a you know a, a semi-pro football player for a little while as well. Very impressive resume. And, uh, and I'm Dr. Robin. Um, I, my competitive background is in beach volleyball, and then I went on to get my degree in psychology, my doctorate in psychology, and I have continuing education in nutrition. So I'm a psychologist specializing in nutrition, and together we've created the Whole Food Muscle Club. And our goal is to help people improve their health, to bridge that gap between the health that people want to live the healthy life that they want and how to actually do it, because there's always that gap there between what people want and how to figure out how to do it. Um, I, I see it on a daily basis. I, I, I think you're right. I think that uh, many of the programs that people commit to, you know, we get to January 1st and everybody resets their uh, their yearly goals, their their, their New Year's resolutions. But unfortunately, uh, many times the uh, the plans that they embark on are not realistic for the way that they live their their lives. So tell me about what makes your program uh, more attainable for people than the average program or or than other other programs. So the way that we do it is this: this isn't a diet; it's more of a lifestyle change. And so we ask people to make incremental changes, but it's not a matter of just giving people uh, information and saying, do this differently. Instead, we teach them the scientific background as to why, because we found that if people understand why they're doing something, they're much more likely to make the choice. Rather than trying to use willpower to eat healthy, they, they can choose to eat something that's a better choice because they understand what it's doing for their body. So that sense of accomplishment, the self-confidence, um, just the ability, ability to be in union with their body works better. So, so tell me, how is it that uh, someone would normally come to you or be or be referred to? How does somebody um, make the connection between, hey, I have this goal of uh, I want to eat healthier, I want to be in better shape, I want to lose weight, and uh, the whole food food muscle club? What is the normal path with which they um, they come to you? And then once they come to you, what is the normal uh, process in terms of time period? Is this a uh, a one-time consultation? Is this a lifetime uh, relationship? Is it somewhere in between? Um, so we do have a lot of different ways that we support people, and they come to us in different ways. Some of them are referred to that to refer to us from people who know us. Some of us, some people hear us on podcasts such as this. Other people watch us our Facebook lives that we do um, Monday through Friday at 9:15 Eastern on Facebook. We do a video giving a, a health tip, so people find us that way. And um, they typically come to us because they're, they've reached a point where they're frustrated. Um, it's one of the reasons I, I started studying nutrition is that I felt like I knew a lot about nutrition, having been a competitive athlete. But I, when you know, I reached that kind of 40 age range, suddenly I felt like my body was not the same body and it wasn't working correctly anymore. And in addition to that, um, the, the thing that's really great about the whole food muscle way is we're not telling you to count calories. We're not telling you, you know, to deprive yourself of anything. We're just telling you, make better choices, and we'll show you how to do that. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I eat so much in the course of the day that I'm going to bed at night, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I ate too much. Uh, but the next day, I wake up just as light as I was the day before, which is roughly 25 pounds lighter than before I switched to this way of living. And wow. then uh, once people come to us, they, um, they, they can either join the Whole Food Muscle Club, which is um, a, a monthly opportunity for them to have a live Q&A with us, we have a community page where people can share their journeys and where we post information. 
Um, there, and there's just a lot of information on there. They can work with us one-on-one. -on -one. We do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So there's, we have a lot of different ways that we support people and kind of meet them where they are. Now, this, um, this experience for the both of you, your, your, your life experience together with the Whole Food Muscle Club has led to uh, at least one book that I'm aware of, How to Feed a Human the the whole food muscle uh way tell me about that is that uh, that's something that's relatively uh new and and tell me about what how does that relate to your your overall plan and your overall program and let us the folks know where they can uh get a copy of that book yeah so the book how to feed a human the whole food muscle way just came out a couple of months ago so it's brand new and we did write it together and it, it kind of it, it has two two kind of things. It shares our journey and how we kind of ended up here and how we got healthier and kind of learned how to take care of ourselves even though we were competitive athletes. So it shares that. It has some of the science and so there's a whole section if people want to know the science of, you know, why we suggest people eat less fake food and, you know, why they should eat, you know, more plants and what kind of plants. So there's some of that. But then there's also just the Here's how you do this. This is what it looks like, and it gives a really good outline of the Whole Food Muscle Way. Right, and what's really uh, really good about the book is, and we say it right in the book, is if all you want to know is how to do the system, jump to this page. If you want to know the science, then read all the pages. Oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's great. A little, a little something for everybody. So one okay. of the things that um, we talked in the past with people that are um, in the uh, consulting area is, we have a, a variety of different types of people that do that, that follow what we do uh, that are martial artists. Some of them are lifelong martial artists who, who are naturally somewhat uh, health and fitness conscious, but they're not necessarily competitive. And then we have those people who are competitive athletes. Some of them are, uh, as you guys are familiar from your own past, are, are national candidates, uh, we just had the uh, the USA Taekwondo Nationals just finished. Some of them are Olympic hopefuls. How, um, in a general sense, if someone were to come to you, uh, do you do you make your assessments on the programs for them based upon those types of factors? Would it be a different program for somebody who is competing uh, uh, in a sp in, you know on a competitive level for for sparring? Uh, let's say every couple of months, as opposed to someone who is just looking for uh, an integration of uh, eating into their general fitness routine. Absolutely, we do. Uh, we do look at each individual and and help them. Now, if they if they join the Whole Food Muscle Club, they can ask specific questions and kind of work on what it is they want. But if they work with us one on one, or if we do a corporate consultation, which we do those as well, then of course we look at kind of where they are. I think one of the most important things is that we teach people to eat when they're hungry. And I think that a lot of people don't know what it means to feel hungry, and so they eat constantly even when they're not hungry. And, uh, the, the example I can give you for this is when I was competing in bodybuilding, I was, I was not in this system. I was a standard American diet, but I was doing a bodybuilder's diet. And I would have to drop, because I was at 220 pounds at five foot six, and my body weight I had to be under was 176 and a quarter. So I'd spend 12 weeks basically you know, killing myself to get ready for this show. In the process, you, you sacrifice strength, you sacrifice muscle, um, and so your performance level is not as great as it can be. And then you suffer in the competition. And, and then when I would uh, teach athletes the same thing, I always strive for something. You don't want to get them to that point where they're fatigued or they're tired. 
And so we try to optimize the system for whatever sport they're into that keeps them at their full strength and ready to perform at the time they're supposed to perform at their best. And Russ has often said if he'd known how to eat this way when he was competing, he would have been a much better athlete because it wouldn't have been nearly as hard on his body. Uh, it's it's interesting. It is one of the common themes that, that I've been speaking to people about, and, and um, I'm not somebody who – I've been a lifelong martial artist, but I've never been competitive. I've never competed on that level. And uh, the destructive nature of the way that people try to cut weight and try to prepare for um, these types of competitions just seems to me to be somewhat anti-intuitive to – the overall fitness journey that they're that, that that they're on it's 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 it seems like exactly. a striking contrast to me so um I, i'm I'm glad to see that you guys are taking a very um holistic approach to um to this so dr robin my question for you more specifically is interesting because your your background um in psychology uh from what i know <laughs> Many of the folks who are involved on the nutritional side, um, the vast majority of the ones that I've spoken to don't have a background in psychology. It's it's uh, on the food side and on the nutrition side. But do you find that the, psych- the psychology background offers a unique component to your uh, approach to people and people's relationship to food? Absolutely. It's amazing how often, you know, someone comes to me and they want to talk about just, you know, tell me what to eat. But when I start actually engaging with them, I learn that, you know, they're an emotional eater. And so even if you give them a meal plan, they're not going to be able to stay on it because they have an emotional relationship with food that needs to be addressed. Or they're a Pavlovian eater, which um, a lot of people don't know that term. Pavlovian eating is that eating out of habit where you go to the movies and you have to have popcorn. Um, so there's there's that. And there's just a lot of just unhealthy emotional relationships with food, especially in the United States, because by nature, uh, human beings react according to the values that are given to them by their parents, their family, their friends, and society. And unfortunately, um, most people have a pretty unhealthy relationship with food. So my psychology background becomes in, into account very, very often. So do you find that for, for those people – that uh, one of the things that you talked about uh, at the beginning of this, uh, the intro, was not simply changing people's uh, habits, but them understanding the why. That for them, that there's a somewhat of a emotional breakthrough for for people as they're um, understanding why it is that they have the relationship that they are with food, changing the food, that there's a component there that 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 transcends simply their the dietary aspects. There absolutely is. I, I think that's one of the things. I mean, along with obviously, we have the ability to help them with their fitness because you know Russ, being a, a former trainer on Mr. Olympia, can create workouts for them if they want to go that route. I think another huge component of the of Whole Food Muscle and the Whole Food Muscle Club is helping people understand that that psychological relationship with food that it's not just physical. So I, I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle for a lot of people. So if if I had uh, someone who was listening, who's a let's say one of my martial artists, Taekwondo competitors, uh, somebody who's uh, looking for uh, 
to, to improve their overall relationship with food. Uh, when, the, when they reach out to you, what is the intake situation like? Is it, is the, is the, uh, how long is it, and, and this may vary, between when they get involved with communicating with you before they start to implement real changes in their um, e eating habits as you're, as you're uncovering a little bit more? Because it seems to me that it's not simply a matter of make me a list of what you, what you ate for lunch yesterday and I'll tell you what's wrong. It's, uh, it, it deals a lot more with the factors in their relationship. So that would seem to me that there's a little bit more time involved in, in getting to the transformation. Well, we can certainly, you know, give them some feedback of add these things. So that's the first thing we like to do is, is when someone decides to work with us. So we do first, if they want to work with us one-on-one, -on -one, we'll do a free 20-minute kind of consultation to figure out where they are and if I'm a good fit or if Russ is a good fit because not everybody's a good fit for every coach. But as long as we're a good fit, then we start. And the first thing I like to do is start asking them to add things to their, uh, their diet, what they're eating, which sounds counterintuitive. I totally understand that. But if I can get them to add some really healthy foods, it can push unhealthier foods off their plate, and that can start right away. Like we, can, we, we can tell them, here's where you go to download our staples list. You can figure out the foods that we keep in our house. Go get some of those. Let's start adding those to your diet now. And then as we learn more about your relationship with food and, and your go-to stress eating habits and, and those kind of things, we can start saying how we can push those off the plate as well. Now, in terms of your um, coaching, I'm speaking to both of you today, and you seem like you have a great synergy and a great partnership. Uh, are your the candidates for people that are dealing with you are they being coached by both of you or is there a determination as to hey this 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 candidate may be a better fit for dr rob and this candidate may be a better fit for russ or so on and so forth uh yeah it's a good question uh so obviously if, if they're coming to us and we determine that they have really a, a strong psychological uh, connection or relation to food then that's for dr robin i don't play the psychiatrist or psychologist, I don't try to. Um, I'm more of more of the person who can sit there and say, okay, what is your what is your routine? What are you doing if you're competing, if you're not competing, what's the sport? Um, let's figure out how much energy you really how much how many calories you really need, uh, the foods you need, uh, we start talking about like proteins and carbohydrates and all that stuff and and the relationship to how your performance. And we do have, um, there is an opportunity where people can choose to work with both of us. So it's, they don't have to choose one or the other. We, of course, if, if we think that one of us is going to be better for their needs, we might suggest that. But if someone has an affinity to work with one of, one of us versus the other, that's fine. But we also do have um, packages where they can work with both of us if they want to do that as well. And just on one other note, too, I mean, I've had a client come to me and it was more of a uh, psychological reason that they were, they were having food problems. And then I would say you really need to. Let me introduce you to Dr. Robin, um, and you guys can further the conversation. So what we don't try to do, what I don't try to do is take on something that I am not suited for. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, talk to me about children. Obviously, it's no secret that there's um, issues, uh, particularly in, in this country, with uh, children and, and uh, you know, ob obesity and uh, inactive behavior and um, children that are um, – having difficulty, uh, you know, bad habits probably somewhat sometimes generationally uh, in terms of their, their, their eating habits. 
Do you work with children as well, or or is your is your scope uh, largely adults? Um, our focus is typically adults, but it's interesting that you asked that question because just this morning we did a Facebook Live about children's breakfast cereal, which has so much sugar in it, it should actually be called breakfast candy. And so what we find is that as we work with adults, um, their learning influences their children's eating. So it's not the children who buy the food, it's not the children who prepare the food, it's their parents. And so there's much more ability to influence a child's eating by talking to their parent. And as their parent learns and gains the knowledge that they change, well, I've had clients say, I came to you for me, but it's made my entire he uh, family healthier. Yeah, and anecdotally, we had one client that said their, their children, their two uh, preteen boys, were now bragging that they had the healthiest lunches in school because she had all the foods already prepared, and they would just literally throw their own lunches together and head off to school, and it was all these healthy foods. That ma that makes a lot of sense. It, it makes a lot of sense, and and it, it certainly has the greater the greatest ability to have a the greatest impact, right? So you might have a head of household working with you. There might be three children there, so you have the ability to to hit five people at at once with uh, working with one member of the family. So um, that, that, that that's great. That, that that's the type of stuff that we that we love to hear. So tell me, um, put you on the spot. I ask you a question. What do you think if you could name one of the greatest misconceptions about uh, people's diet or about uh, people have about about food, um, something that that you know, you think is is a great misconception. You know what's funny about that? When you just asked that question, we both looked at each other and we both mouthed protein. <laughs> okay, because that great. is especially in that, especially in the athletic world, um, but even people in general think that that protein is the all is the end all to be all. Uh, and, and that you have to just, you know, stuff yourself with protein to be healthy, and it's just totally the opposite. Uh, too much protein causes so much harm to the human body, and uh, the Western society and the USA in particular are just, everything's got protein. Every meal's loaded with protein. It's always the main and the bulk. And it's always animal protein, and it's always so animal hard protein. on your yeah. kidneys. Yeah. So, yeah, pro definitely we would say uh, if people can start eating healthier foods and get away from the animal protein and fat, that would be good. I, I got to tell you, I think that's probably one of the gems to take away from this interview because I know that certainly for the competitive folks that um, that I deal with, those folks that are on a competitive path, that probably my guess is that, that those folks um, probably load up on animal protein. It is particularly as it, as it relates towards getting closer to competition days. I'm sure that that is a huge part of, of, of their diet. So. Yeah, and the thing that people don't realize is that in the United States, something can be marked as lean protein and be 30% fat. So it's not as lean as they think, and it raises the acidity of the, of the body, which um, messes with the pH balance, and then your body has to um, drag calcium out of your system to offset it, and that's going to be hard for your muscles to function. Wow, that's that's great. That's, that's, that's really helpful information. So um, I would like to... Um, in the interest of time, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity for our listeners to be able to find out more about you and about your program. Uh, I know that one of the ways that they can um, certainly find out about you is through purchasing your your book, which I see is available on uh, every major book book platform. Uh, but mm -hmm. tell us what what is a, another way uh, for our folks. And again, we'll link all of this in the show notes. What is another way for 
um, folks that are interested in finding out more about the uh, Whole Food uh, Muscle Club to um, get in touch with you guys and to, and to follow your activities? The easiest way is just to go to wholefoodmuscleclub.com and then all the links to our social media and there's a contact page. They can reach out to us. So, yeah, wholefoodmuscleclub.com is the easiest place to find us. Very good. Very good. Um, so I would um, thank, like to thank both of you for speaking to us today. Uh, it has been a really um, a great insight into what it is that you do. I think that it's, impo it's an important resource for the people that listen to our program around the world that are uh, interested in making healthy food choices and uh, making decisions upon, about their, their, their fitness and their health. So we're speaking today to Dr. Robin Odegaard and Russ Brazano. Uh, they are the founders of the Whole Food Muscle Club. They are former competitive athletes. Uh, they are the authors of the book, How to Feed a Human, The Whole Food Muscle Way. And uh, we encourage you to take advantage of their knowledge and their experience. And to, if you're, if you're not on the path to uh, eating right and having a great relationship with food, this would be a terrific way to start. And if you have a relatively good relationship with food, this might be a great way to improve it. Is there anything that you want to say to our audience in uh, the, final, the final moments of the program? I, I think the best thing I can say is that your health is your number one resource. I know a lot of people say that time is valuable, your health is more valuable, because if you don't have your health, it'll steal your time. That's great, and that is a great way for us to wind down. I thank you both so much for uh, joining us on Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. I look forward to following uh, your uh, Facebook and, and, your, and your work, and I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thank you Thanks. for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.